All right, everyone. Good afternoon. We're glad you're joining us today. I'm Tori, and today we are here with Pastor Matt to talk about and answer questions from Sunday's message. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the show from wherever you're listening, and let's unpack that. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, let's jump right in. You mentioned that Christians on Sunday, you mentioned that Christians can be afraid of being perceived as strange or different, and that like super resonated with me. Um, and we kind of tend to add Jesus to our life instead of forming our life around Jesus. Why is adding Jesus to what I'm already doing kind of a backwards approach? Yeah, I think the heart of the gospel is the the transformation that Jesus brings when He comes in, and He only comes into our life as Lord. Mm. He doesn't He doesn't come in as assistant. He comes in as Lord. So our life is formed around Him, not him around our life and and i think especially obviously this is always a temptation uh, all the way back as as long as we find uh, even in scripture but especially for westerners and americans who are often confused between biblical christianity and cultural christianity mm. which means uh typically i think a certain way about issues i vote a certain way uh, and is often defined in terms of what I'm not. I'm not an atheist. I'm not a Muslim. Therefore, I'm a Christian. And that's not what it is. Um, when you, This is why I think understanding the church throughout history is so helpful, because there uh, have been things that for centuries and centuries and centuries, the church just, <laughs> that was an odd centuries. centuries. Uh, Christians just didn't engage in. Uh, There were parts of culture that uh, once they came to faith, they understood were not helpful for human flourishing. And I don't think we even think about it today. I don't think we think about um, MMA. I don't think we think about what professional football does to to the bodies and the families of those who play. It's just a way for us to be entertained. Uh, I don't think that we think about, and I say this is one who served in the military, I don't think that we think very consciously about military service, but uh, for most of church histories, Christians did not serve in the military. They huh. they did not see that as something that was their role. They they were not there to advocate and be troopers for the state. Right. Um, and so I just think there's a lot that we do not think about um, because we just add Jesus to what we're going to do anyway. I see. Can can you unpack? Because that's interesting to me. So why why would a believer like historically? not participate in military right because when they actually looked at jesus teaching you sort of can't form uh, a concept or a theology for why i should be out engaged in killing other human beings for whatever reason for whatever reason based on jesus when you look at the beatitudes and you look at the sermon on the mount right you look at the life of jesus um you, you can't get from that um Wow. The kind of life that most of us don't even think about. And I, I have to say here, because you always have to say, <laughs> you always have to clarify, I'm not saying you can't be a Christian and serve in the military. I did that. Right. Um, I'm simply saying that we are so theologically and biblically shallow. We have such a shallow understanding of what it means to follow Jesus that we don't even think about those things. I, so we don't even consider. We don't even consider We just it. assume that if we're happy and if we're on purpose, that God is definitely going to be for it. And okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, man, that's just making me think. I just think we take for granted just like day to day 
life and decide and like, okay, this, we kind of base some of us, not all of us. Right. I think some of us base either one of two things. Uh, if we're happy, then it's God. Or to avoid that, if we're unhappy, then it's God. Right. That's so interesting. So that makes me think, you know, Holy Spirit is really mm-hmm. important here. Very um, important. And I, I also think, and I would just say this quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, when we look at what the church has done throughout history, that doesn't mean that's right. But it does mean when um, a majority opinion and um, thinking and behavior and practice from fellow brothers and sisters in Christ throughout all of history have been in one direction largely, right. it should at least give us pause. It should cause us to think and to reflect and to say, I want to be where Jesus is, wherever that is. Right. I, I want to be faithful to what Jesus teaches and models and requires of his disciples, whatever that is. Right. And I just think that many of us in our churches today, that's not where we are. I think you're right. That's So it makes me think when we talk about you know, compelling community, um, how involved does the Holy Spirit need to be in that process? Because again, I think we get caught between two things. We think, okay, if I'm, if I'm pursuing happiness, then, you know, God's just going to come right along. But how do we, how do we ride the middle of, I have to be happy if it's God, or I have to be disgruntled if it's God? How do we lean in practically on the Holy Spirit to do this? I think in compelling community, the kind of community that, that, God creates, we understand that it is the Holy Spirit, the person work of the Holy Spirit that creates that community in a church. It is the the person work of the Holy Spirit in our own lives um, that calls us to have a shift in the way that we think and we perceive um, about other people and about issues and things so that we we desire to cross boundaries. And and we acknowledge it is the Holy Spirit that leads us to understand that those those barriers and those boundaries, like we saw in Ephesians 2, um, that are not just divisive, but they're hostile mm-hmm. in terms of how we think about one another and how we interact with one another, have really been broken down by the gospel. The gospel has done that work. And so yeah. our job is to understand that, to believe that, and then to live in that. And mm-hmm. to know that, um, take an easy example, if I'm going to lunch after church, I can grab three or four people that I'm already great friends with and they're pretty much like me, or I can intentionally say, I kind of want to lean in and trust what we're seeing in Scripture and maybe go to lunch with some, even in my own church, who are not very much like me and just watch what God does with that over time. Right. Well, and it makes what it's making me think is there's there's some intentionality but there's also so my question to you really after that would be let's say i'm i'm fearful because whether we want to acknowledge it or not we're all kind of like middle school children where we don't really want to venture out not just because we want to be mean and sometimes it is because we want to be mean but for most of us i think we're just nervous right like we're just scared that when you step out on this limb and you invite someone or you talk to someone or try to know someone who's different than you there is an amount of rejection that you fear. So say that we start there. What what do we do with that? I think we just have to choose to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, I think we choose to make decisions that we know are in line with the heart of God and the truth of the gospel over how we feel. Mm. And I think for most people, it's not even, I think, it's not even a fear of rejection. It's just an awareness that they're going to be uncomfortable in a way that they're not if they're already around people that they know and they know are like them. And I think it is simply that discomfort that we don't want. And discomfort 
or comfort is not a is not a very good gauge for how faithful we are as followers of Jesus. And if it oh, is, it is often going to be discomfort that we're willing to uh, endure and walk in for the glory of God and the good of others. That would actually be uh, a meter to gauge. Um, I want to repeat that. So, like discomfort or comfort is not a good gauge for what? What was it you just said? Yeah, for 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 how we're following Jesus. That's so good. right. I think um, we need to just log that one. And away. then, if it is, it is going to be on the side that we don't like. Right. It's going to be on how willing we are uh, on a regular basis to um, to be uncomfortable in ways that are are glorifying to God and faithful to the gospel. That's good. So, is it? possible i'm going to pivot a little bit is it possible to get to jesus through a consumer mentality and what i mean is does attending a church that caters to my desires actually hold me back from growth not just make me like stagnant but does do i regress i think yes it holds you back from your growth um now obviously god can overcome anything and god does overcome so much it is it is god pursuing us um, that leads us to faith in Christ and to uh, ultimately growth and sanctification in Christ. Uh, we cooperate with that once we're believers and we walk with him and um, seek to to live disciplined lives and lives of worship and joy. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think there would be any way to answer that question honestly and not say churches that are intentionally or unintentionally focused on uh, a consumer mentality prohibit our growth as followers of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there's just no way around that because consumer culture magnifies us. It magnifies me. Right. What I want, what I desire, and and it's it's not so bad. There there are places in our lives where a consumer relationship is really good, right? You have a consumer relationship with your utility providers and with people that mow your lawn and other things, and that's that's a transactional relationship, and that's not a bad thing. It's just not the relationship we have with God or we have with one another in the church. So that's a very different thing, and it's important to understand the distinction between uh, a consumer mentality and a self-sacrificing, loving, uh, dying to self that we might actually live in Christ and others might live in him kind of mentality. These are just like huge things, that, and I think what happens sometimes, at least with me, is I, I hear these things, and it's like, you know, the power of the gospel is going to do these amazing things, and it's just... I can't even visualize it sometimes. And this is, you know, why God gives us the word because yes. it happened and it happens. And I don't know. I just, I think acknowledging how big this is when you actually press into it, but how possible it is, it's really important to know that yes, it's big, but yes, it happened and happens. It um, is big. I, I think about it like, you know, a lot of the HGTV shows that are so popular and our kids like watching and people like watching are the, the home renovation uh, shows. Oh, yes. They, they yes. never bring people in to repaint a room. And that's what we that's kind of how we think about Jesus. Oh, he's going to come in and repaint a room in my heart. But he doesn't. He comes in and he breaks down walls and he rips things out and he rebuilds oh, and he, he levels a foundation because the roof is leaking and all kinds of other things. It's a it's a full renovation. He wants all of who we are. All of it. Yeah. Um, and I think often we just think, no, I'll add some Jesus and he can he can paint my rooms that I would prefer oh, to have different colors. Yikes. It's true. Um, one other thing you said on Sunday that I really liked and I just want you to unpack a little bit. Um, you said, oh, with diversity, we hear political language, right? Yes. When we hear that word and all of us do and it elicits different responses. Um, but you said we have to clear out the political lens and look through a biblical lens. Yes. So... Practically, obviously, we need to read our Bible. Yeah. But what else does that look like clearing out the political lens? Yeah. Uh, 
one, just the, the amount of uh, news and political commentary and things that we take in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in. Intake is a big deal. And if we're taking in 15 minutes of Bible a day, and I would venture to say that, that most um, church goers in America do not even take in 15 minutes of Bible a day. But if we're taking in 15 minutes of Bible a day and we're hitting church for one hour a week and we're consuming 20 hours a week, of news and politics via social media or podcasts or just watching TV or listening to um, shows that we like. We're so out of balance. The, the political lens begins to shape everything that we are and the way that we see That's and hear everything. so true. And we have got to be gospel people. We've got to be scriptural people. Mm-hmm. And that requires more scriptural intake. It requires prayer. It requires a, a close walk with other believers. Right. So that we're strengthening one another, engagement in uh, the life of our faith community. And it involves intentionality about saying, look, I'm go- there's going to be a lens through which I see the world. There's going to be mm-hmm. a worldview. And I want to make sure through prayer, uh, through discipline study of God's word, through loving relationships with other believers, that the lens through which I'm seeing the world is not primarily a political lens. It, it doesn't mean that we don't have um, thoughts or ideas or opinions. I, I find politics super interesting. Yeah. I was a political science minor for just a little while. Um, I, it's very interesting to me, but I have to, and I have to be very careful, and I have to be guarded during uh, certain uh, election seasons because I get really yeah, excited that. about that. To to watch and to think. Um, about what's going on through a biblical lens, through one that's faithful to God and the truth of the gospel. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, I think that's all the time we've got today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, share it with a friend so they can join us next week. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us online at lnbc.us and have a great day.